0: Good evening. It is 5 p.m. and you're listening to Today in YGK on CFRC 101.9 FM. Brought to you by CFRC's News Collective. Christina Laurie, Diana Jansen, Chancellor Miracle, Lauren Tucker, and Jesse Bell. I'm Christina Laurie, and here are your local news headlines. To start us off, September 1st, October 15th has been declared Open Farm Days 2023 by the County of Frontenac, City of Kingston, South Frontenac, Frontenac Islands, Central Frontenac, and North Frontenac. To highlight the importance of agriculture in the region. The six-week calendar of events offers opportunities to explore, engage and learn more about farming and where our local food comes from. It is an opportunity to bring friends and family together and explore the farms, farmers markets and various locations across our region. There are locations across Frontenac County and Kingston that are welcoming visitors to explore local agribusinesses and get an inside look. Each location is offering unique experiences including tours of fields, beekeeping, introduction to growing of fruits and vegetables, demonstration on coffee roasting, harvesting hops, learning about animals, farm equipment, culinary tours, tastings, and experiences. Farms, chefs and community organizations have created some exciting experiences to demonstrate to visitors the unique things their site offers. Visiting a farm offers a memorable opportunity to really connect with the food, the land, the farmers and the chefs, says a quote from Debbie Miller, Community Development Officer of Frontenac County. There are options on how you can participate with a combination of ticketed and drop-in events throughout the six weeks. Ticketed experiences allow farmers and chefs to connect more closely to share the unique characteristics of their farm or food with more in-depth opportunity. The community events offer a chance to drop in and connect with agriculture in a less structured, self-guided manner. The launch event for Open Farm Days will take place on Friday, September 1st at 4 p.m. at the Frontenac Farmer's Market in Centennial Park in Harrowsmith with speeches and an official ribbon-cutting, farm style. The Frontenac Farmer's Market takes place from 3 to 7 p.m. For the complete Open Farms Day 2023 listing or to purchase tickets, you can visit openfarms.ca. Pathways to Education Kingston recognized for promoting community resilience. A team from Pathways to Education Kingston has received an international award for developing innovative trauma-informed training programs available to community organizations in the Kingston Frontenac's Lennox and Addington region. Called Teach Resilience, the three-year-old educational social enterprise fosters resilience Building at an individual, community, and system level. Last week, it was recognized by the US based Community Resilience Initiative, with their Community Resilience in Action Award, the first Canadian group to be so honored. Pathways Program Manager Roger Romero accepted the award with trauma responsive team leads Stephanie White, Gary Castle, and Cara Frye, noting that more than 2,000 people from KFLNA Educational, Social Service, and community groups have already attended the Pathways training sessions. He added, we're really excited to be moving forward, trauma response work in our own area and beyond. Through a grant from the Community Foundation for Kingston and Area, Pathways was able to book training for several staff members with the International Community Resilience Initiative. Revenue from the Teach Resilience sessions is reinvested in Pathways to education's local programming to deal with budget reduction issues as a true social enterprise, says Romero. In October 2023, a Kingston symposium for educators, service providers, community members and decision makers will focus on using the trauma-informed approach to build resilience across KFLNA. When people go to different agencies across the community, we want them to experience relational healing interactions, says Romero. Neuroscience proves that resiliency comes from the community rather than the individual. People can't pull themselves up without supportive systems. More details about the Teach Resilience program and how to arrange training is available at teachresilience.ca. That's all for your local headlines this week, and next up is Lauren Tucker with your Arts Desk.
1: Thanks so much, Christina. Here's your Arts Headlines for the week. The Push Festival has officially started as of July 22nd and will run until August 19th across downtown Kingston. Through varied theater experiences, Kick and Push aims to take the audience beyond passive observers, and they are now in their ninth year. This year, you can catch shows like Out Theus, Doc Weather Glooms, Here There Be Monsters, Driftwood Theaters, Living with Shakespeare, A Perfect Bowl of Feu, and La Boule in venues across the city. For more information and for tickets, you can visit thekickandpush.com. As part of the Kick and Push festivities, the Theatre Kingston Fringe Festival kicks off on August 3rd and runs until the 13th, showcasing 18 shows across 11 days and three venues, ranging across all genres and featuring fantastic creative teams and performers. For the full Fringe lineup, schedule, and for tickets and passes, you can check out theaterkingston.com and revisit this past week's episode of the Kingston Curator for an interview with Rosemary Doyle, Artistic Director of Theatre Kingston, for the entire Fringe Inside Scoop. And celebrating this theater season in Kingston, The Screening Room will be running their 2023 theater flick picks from July 31st to August 14th. Films are chosen and hosted by members of Kingston's theater community as a part of the Kick and Push Festival. On the docket for this year is Waiting for Guffman, Laudation, and 8 Mile. And all throughout August at The Screening Room, you can catch the classic cinema lineup showing favorite features like Wet Hot American Summer, The Lion King, The Searchers, Heat, Thelma and Louise, Some Like It Hot, and 1979's The Muppet Movie. Plus, you can visit on certain days for $7 family matinees, and for more on these special events, showtimes, and to get your tickets, you can visit ScreeningRoomKingston.com. Also in cinema news, head down to Market Square on Thursday, August 3rd, for a showing of Mary Poppins Returns. Bring your blankets, chairs, and bug spray for a movie night under the stars. The movie starts at dusk and admission is free, and you can visit DowntownKingston.ca for the whole summer lineup of movies in the square. And this weekend, Saturday, August 5th at 7 p.m. at Hotel Wolf Island, Youth Gonna Rock 2 features two local youth bands. Intero Bang is a three-piece high school group bringing you your favorite 90s grunge and punk favorites from acts like Nirvana, Sublime, Radiohead, Green Day, and Red Hot Chili Peppers. Second up is Switzerville Sound, the first youth band to come out of the Harmony Lounge and Music Club, not-for-profit youth rock band program across eastern Ontario. Switzerville Sound covers rock and roll favorites across decades. This event is free and you can visit hotelwolfisland.com to learn more. Live music is in full swing across the whole summer in downtown Kingston, but if you're looking for some staples in your live music life, then the downtown Kingston music and the park events may be for you. On Tuesdays, Thursdays, and Saturdays, local acts play the Lunchtime Series from 1230 to 1:30 in Confederation Park. On Thursdays from 7 to 8 p.m. in Confederation Park, you can stop by for Country Thursdays featuring gigs from local country artists. Moving into the weekend, Big Band Fridays brings the throwback in Springer Market Square City Hall Amphitheater at 7 p.m. for romantic, joyful, and jazzy songs. For the kids on the weekends, you can stop by Sydenham Street from 10.30 a.m. to 11.30 a.m. for Silly Sounds on Sydenham with live kid-friendly shows. And every Saturday from 1.30 to 2.30 p.m., you can enjoy local musicians kicking at Sydenham Street for Sounds on Sydenham. For more on this, you can visit downtownkingston.ca. You can catch Summer Swing Mondays bi-weekly from 7 to 10 p.m. with the Queen Swing Dance Club at the Spire. Each night kicks off with a beginner-friendly dance lesson taught by experienced dancers, and then you can stick around for two hours of open social dance and practice time. Queen's affiliation is not a prerequisite, and all are welcome. Tickets are $5 for students and $10 for community members, and you can visit queensstc.ca to find their Eventbrite link and register now. Every summer Tuesday in Springer Market Square at 6.30 p.m., you can attend the free Salsa in the Square lesson and social dance. Instructors will be able to guide you through learning the dance and having fun. No tickets are required, and all you need to bring to this dance floor is your energy, spirit, and dance shoes. Again, that's Salsa in the Square every Tuesday at 6.30 p.m. at Springer Market Square. And don't forget every Sunday that you can stop by that very market square for the Cataraqui Indigenous Art and Food Market, featuring a variety of vendors, each with their own unique touch. For handcrafted items, visual art, clothing, jewelry, home decor, and traditional Indigenous dishes from Caddy's First Foods, you can stop by Sundays from 10 to 3 p.m. through to September 24th. And if you're looking for something for the kids this summer, you can stop by to Springer Market Square at 10 a.m. for Stories in the Square, presented by the Kingston Frontenac Public Library. This event is for children of all ages, so bring your blanket and sunscreen and enjoy a creative morning in the sun full of stories, songs, and fun. For more information about the KFPL events for folks of all ages, you can visit calendar.kfpl.ca. That's all I've got for you on Arts Desk today. Now I'll turn it over to Jessie Bell at the Sports Desk.
2: Good evening, this is Jesse Bell from the CFRC Sports Desk, and this is your Sports Report for Wednesday, August 2nd, 2023. We begin with Major League Baseball. Tuesday, August 1st marked the MLB trade deadline. This is the last day in the season in which any trades can be completed. And in the three days running up to the trade deadline, it was a very busy time for some select teams in Major League Baseball. One of the biggest trades of the MLB trade deadline actually occurred on July 29th as All-Star pitcher and future Hall of Famer Max Scherzer was dealt from the New York Mets to the Texas Rangers. Texas's division rival, the Houston Astros, would see this move and swing a gigantic trade of their own, trading for former Astro and future Hall of Famer Justin Verlander just a few days later the Toronto Blue Jays also had a moderately busy trade deadline, acquiring rotation pitcher Jordan Hicks, as well as shortstop Paul DeYoung, both of whom should serve as complementary depth pieces as Toronto attempts to make a late-season playoff push. With 55 games remaining in the MLB's regular season, the Toronto Blue Jays sit seven and a half games back of the AL East division lead behind the Baltimore Orioles and are currently occupying the final playoff wildcard spot. And in local sports news, the Safe Cycling Circuit will be taking place at the Memorial Center Farmers Market on Sunday, August 13th and Sunday, August 27th of 2023. The Safe Cycling Circuit is put on by Cycle Kingston, who wish to teach local participants the core skills they need to ride safely on trails and roads. These cycling circuits will take place between 9 a.m. and 2 p.m. on the 13th and 27th of August. This concludes your sports report for Wednesday, August 2nd, 2023. Jesse Bell signing it off.
0: This is Christina Laurie coming in with your community update for this week. The community is invited to help shape the City of Kingston's 2024 operating and capital budgets and to provide valuable feedback on future budget engagements. It is important for Kingstonians to be informed about how the city's budget works and have an opportunity to influence how their tax dollars are allocated, says Desiree Kennedy, Chief Financial Officer and City Treasurer. We encourage residents to provide input on what matters to them. This is your community and your budget, so make sure you have your say. Residents can visit Get Involved Kingston to complete a survey and to share their ideas on the approach to future budget engagements. Staff are also planning in-person pop-ups later this summer. Watch the Get Involved Kingston project page for further details on how you can get involved. Once again, community members are encouraged to visit the Get Involved Kingston project page to learn more about the 2024 budget engagements and to share their input. To complete a survey by phone or request a mailed copy of the survey, you can call 613-546-0000. Hiroshima Day is approaching on August 6th, remembering the dropping of atomic bombs on Hiroshima and Nagasaki. So far, leading up to the event, the Hiroshima Day Coalition have hosted various events, including a showing of the film the day after at the screening room, lantern-making events in the square, and other education opportunities. On Sunday evening, they will have a procession to commemorate the day. I sat down with Judy Wyatt of the Hiroshima Day Coalition to talk about the significance of Hiroshima Day. I'd also like to speak about the main event, I believe it's on August 6th, that will be the procession. Yes, um, the
3: procession will start at 7.30 from St. George's Church, and there will be bells ringing at that time, and we will process from there to St. Andrew's Church, and the event is going to take place on the side lawn of St. Andrew's Church, which is on Princess Street. And we will have our banners, our Hiroshima and Nagasaki banners there, and we will have lanterns lit, and there will be some speeches and some songs. The other thing I will add is that at our event on the 6th, uh, there will be an opportunity to sign a postcard to send to the, our Minister of Foreign Affairs, Melanie Jolie. Canada has not yet signed the, tre- the UN Treaty on the Prohibition of Nuclear Weapons. And this is a very, very embarrassing and shameful thing. We've worked very, very hard to sign other treaties. We banned cluster bombs, and that's something that um, Canada and, and landmines, and Canada was at the forefront of the banning of that. And to think that we are not a part of the treaty of uh, banning pro- prohibiting nuclear weapons is, is something that um, is, is very embarrassing for, for me as a Canadian. And so we will be urging Melanie Jolie through our postcards to get involved in that discussion and to have Canada sign and then ratify the treaty. And there's another opportunity on that day and at the um, the lantern making at at the market is to sign a petition asking our mayor, Brian Patterson to become a mayor for peace. And there is an organization sponsored by the United Nations that is a coalition of, of mayors for peace around the world. There are 339 cities around the world that have a mayor for peace, and 113 of them are in Canada. And so we would like to see Mayor Patterson
0: um, declare himself as a mayor for peace. That's all for your community update this week, and next up is campus news. On July 13th, a 200-foot-wide asteroid called 2023-NT1 passed by Earth but wasn't detected until two days after it had already passed. And this isn't the first time astronomers have been in the dark on asteroids coming close to Earth. In a piece of campus news, I sat down with Queen's professor Dr. Sadovoy to chat about general asteroid detection techniques, why they're so hard to find, and where asteroids tend to live in our solar system. Here's what she had to say.
4: It may seem strange, but asteroids are actually kind of hard to find, Um, and oftentimes they're found by chance. There are some people and there are some observatories and some instruments that are constantly looking for asteroids, but these are what we would call serendipitous detections. You don't know if you're going to find anything, you have to hope that you find something. And it is a challenge because big things like this can swing by and we may not know until it's a couple days from reaching its closest approach or, in this case, it was a couple days past its closest approach but um, we will never know they're there unless we look. So this is why people are are constantly looking. Uh, But primarily how you look for asteroids is you're looking for something that moves in the sky in a different manner than how most things move on the sky. So, you know, stars rise and set with the day. Um, So you have them rising um, uh, in the east and setting in the west in a very specific pattern because of Earth's rotation. Planets will move slightly differently from this, but in a, a manner that we still can map and predict quite nicely and uh, that is primarily how everything moves. There's a little bit of shifting because the stars do move relative to each other, but it's very, very slow. So for the most part, things rise and set in very uh, specific ways. An asteroid or a comet or any sort of space debris in our solar system is going to shift a little bit differently because it's close enough to us that its own motion will show up um, from night to night or even over the course of a night. So what you're looking for is a faint streak in an image on the sky, or over multiple images over multiple nights, you're looking for something that is moving relative to the stars. And that's hard to do if it's a very faint thing. We can see the planets, the brightest planets, without a telescope, but you're, with these asteroids you need a telescope. Telescopes have small fields of view, so you have a limited part of the sky, patch of the sky that you can look at and these things are faint so it's hard to see and you need to have lots of data to see if it's moving in a weird way. And so yeah, it makes it really, really hard to find these things. And so oftentimes they are found only when they are really close to us because that's our best chance of seeing them. That's when they're going to appear the biggest and brightest. If they're super far away, they're much harder to detect. So there's a a limit to what we can see based on how much of the sky we're probing at any given time and just how bright these things are. They're not very bright. You can listen to the full interview with Dr. Satoboy
0: on the Kingston Currents podcast at podcast.cfrc.ca where we get into more of Dr. Sadowboy's research, where she got her start in astronomy and where astronomy enthusiasts can get their fix at Queen's.
5: Thanks so much, and now it's time for the CFRC weather report. Tonight we'll have clear skies in the evening and then partly cloudy with a 70% chance of showers overnight and a risk of thunderstorm, a low of 19. On Thursday, mainly cloudy with a 70% chance of showers in the morning and a 30% chance of showers late in the afternoon with a risk of thunderstorm and a high of 26. Thursday night, cloudy with a 60% chance of showers and a low of 17. On Friday, a mix of sun and cloud with a 40% chance of showers, a high of 24, clear that night with a low of 11. And on Saturday, sunny skies with a high of 25 and clear skies that night with a low of 12. And the outlook for Sunday is cloudy with a high of 23 and cloudy with a low of 16 on Sunday night. And residents are advised that there are a number of closures for the August 7th civic holiday about Kingston. Scheduling impacts for garbage, green bin, and recycling is that there are no collections happening on August 7th. Collections occur the day after your regular collection day. Kingston Transit, all buses except Route 18 will follow a Sunday schedule. The Kingston Access Services will be operating with limited services. Call 613 542 2512 for more information. The Kingston Area Recycling Center will be closed. All city administrative offices will be closed. Utilities Kingston and Kingston Hydro will also be closed, but in the event of a utility emergency, such as a gas smell, power outage, or water main break, call the Utilities Kingston 24-hour number at 613-546-1181. Hydro One electricity customers in the West and East Ends can call 1-800-434-1235, and Bridge customers can call 1-877-969-0999. And for recreational facilities in Vista Centre, Artillery Park, Rideau Heights Community Centre, and Kingston East Community Centre will be closed on Monday, August 7th. Culligan Water Park will remain open. The Kingston Public Library will be closed. Portsmouth Olympic Harbour and Confederation Basin marinas are open. The Kingston Grand Theatre will be open from 10 a.m. to 9 p.m. for the Kick and Push and Fringe festivals. The Pump House Museum will be closed on Monday, and the Tet Centre will also be closed. And now it's time for the CFRC City of Kingston traffic report through August 3rd. Motorcyclists and pedestrians can expect road closures at George Street from Wellington to Regent and Regent to James. The Lower Brewer's Swing Bridge is still closed until further notice. Ontario Street from Brock to Johnson will be closed August 4th from 8am to August 6th at 1pm. Princess Street at Portsmouth will be closed August 1st from 7pm to 7am, August 2nd from 10pm to 7am and August 3rd from 10pm to 7am to support pavement restoration projects. Queen Mary Road from Bath to Notch Hill will be closed until August 9th. Sydenham Street from Queen to Princess will be closed until September 5th. University Avenue from Union to Earl is closed until December 22nd. And Bright Crescent from the south intersection of Palace to 16 Palace is closed until Halloween. The intersection of Montreal Street and John Counter Boulevard Where the Waben Crossing is is currently being redesigned to add increased active transportation and transit facilities and approved signal timings to enhance overall levels of service. Impacted streets include Montreal Street from Bryceland to Cassidy and John Counter Boulevard from Elliott Avenue to Ascot Lane. The Chow Memorial Parking Garage will be closed from August 4th at 4 p.m. until August 8th at 6 p.m and the Robert Bruce Memorial Parking Garage second level will be closed on July 4th for approximately three weeks to conclude structural maintenance. Other delays are expected on Bath Road at Queen Mary, Bay Ridge Drive from Woodbide to Cat Woods, Highway 15 Main to Highway 2, Highway 33 east of Collins Creek Bridge to west of Coronation Boulevard, Princess Street at Restbrook, Princess Street-Collins Bay to Bay Ridge, and Taylor Kidd Boulevard from Collins Bay to 100 metres west of the Collins Creek Bridge. And now it's time for the CFRC Community Concert and Events Calendar for July 31st through August 6th. Have an event you would like covered on our website and news programming? Contact us today via cfrc.ca. On July 31st, Gerald McGrath is playing a free concert at the Bank Astro Bar on King Street from 6 to 9pm. And also on Monday night, along the lines, Rise of Dissension and local band Mad Wet Sea are playing at the mansion starting at 8 On August 1st, check out folk artist Dennis Bauman at Confederation Park for free, starting at 12.30pm. The weekly fun run is also still underway, and runners of all ages are invited to meet up in front of Lululemon downtown at 530 30. Tom Savage is hosting another happy hour jam at 4 to 7 at the RCHA. Also on Tuesday evening, check out some acoustic music from Clara Smallman and Sarah Zanaby for free at Something in the Water Brewing Company starting at 830 On August 2nd, visit the RCHA for Jazz Wednesdays with Barton and Robertson starting at 7 p.m. Also on August 2nd, the monthly open stage drag show will happen at the Grad Club, where performers of all experience levels showcase their talents. Visit dragshow.ca if you want to perform, and audiences pay $5 at the door for this show starting at 8 o'clock. On Thursday, August 3rd, check out some lovely country folk sounds from local singer-songwriter Tegan McLaren at Confederation Park. Another free music in the Square concert starting at 12.30. The Bank Gastro Bar is hosting another free Courtyard concert series featuring Jenica Rain and Lynn Hansen starting at 6pm. Also on Thursday night, Neil Carter will perform a free show at Tiernanog starting at 9. The Royal Jam at Blue Martini starts at 7 o'clock that night. And also on Thursday, a free screening of Mary Poppins Returns airs at Market Square starting at nine o'clock. On Friday, August fourth, the 50th anniversary of the Blue Skies Music Festival gets underway for the weekend up in Clarendon. Ticket day passes, lineup, and camping information is available at blueskiesmusicfestival.ca. And if you're sticking around in town, local artist Chris Jackson will be playing a free show at Blue Martini starting at eight o'clock. And Big Band Fridays in Market Square will feature. Taylor Donaldson starting at 8 o'clock for a free show. At 6 p.m., folks can also head over to the Lions Civic Gardens at 875 Gardeners Road for a free evening at Friday in the Gardens with feature performances by drag artists Rowena Way, Tiffany Morgan, and Dare de la Femme. On Saturday, August 5th, head on down to Confederation Park at 10 a.m. for the start of the Thousand Islands Poker Run. Bon Evans will play a free show at the Creekside Bar and Grill in Battersea that afternoon from 4 to 7 p.m. And on Saturday night, the Astros and Oak Ridge Avenue are playing a gig at the mansion starting at 9. And on August 6th, Sunday, check out James Hildebrand. Andrew Mack Band and Tim Sheffield for a free live music Sundays event at 697 Loyalist Parkway in Bath, starting at 2 p.m. And also on Sunday afternoon, check out Sunday Afternoons with Savannah, featuring a weekly performance of folk, jazz, blues, and Savannah Shea originals at Musiki, starting at 4 p.m.
0: Thank you for listening to CFRC's Local News Programming, brought to you by the generous support of the Community Radio Fund of Canada under the Local Journalism Initiative, Queens University, and What'll Wear on 732 Princess Street. Be sure to stay tuned for more CFRC programming coming up next.